Hello everyone, welcome to the Positive Leo Show. Happy Friday, where we share anything and everything positive. Um, to do what we can to make this world a more positive, inclusive place for you and for me. Today's theme is about anxiety. According to the Anxiety Depression Association of America, anxiety affects 40 million adults, 18 and older, equivalent to 18.1% of the U.S. population every year. That is yet to account for those under 18. So today I'm very, very excited to welcome Ms. Lindsay Graves, an anxiety mentor that not only self-healed herself from GAD, panics, PTSD, DPDR, and even created a very popular Instagram page called Amazing Anxiety, where she shared tips on how to control anxiety symptoms uh, and so forth. So without further ado, welcome Lindsay, happy Friday. Now, before we jump into the main discussion around anxiety, I wanna hit it off with some rapid fire questions, all in about two minutes for the viewers to get to know you just a little bit better. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Favorite okay. food? Bread. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you born? Michigan. Roger that. You got a million dollars? What you going to do? <laughs> I am going to buy a house, invest, and retire my nanny that raised me. Oh, what's your nanny's name? Her name is Hannah. Hi, Hannah. <laughs> She's Favorite yeah. book? The Bible. Roger that. Superpower and why? Flying because I hate traffic. Oh, okay. You can turn back, <laughs> you can turn back time. What would you do? I would spend more time with my grandparents because I lost them pretty young. Um, and yeah, I think you can't really change the world. Um, like, I don't think I would go back and like change something in the world. Like I think in my in personal life, I would just... Um, if I had to choose something, it'd be to hang out with my grandparents more. Same. I yeah. lost as well. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, so name of the last song uh, uh, that you heard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, probably one from TikTok, honestly. Roger that. Roger that. <laughs> uh, two word question. Cake or pie? Ooh, pie. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, texting or talking? voice texting oh i've never done that okay yeah I'm check that out okay voice yeah text. it's like a voice like a snippet but you send it through text oh like, it's your voice like someone's listening to it that's cool so like that's my favorite yeah like so, yeah all right i'll check that out uh thank you Lindsay. that was quick that was fun now we'll head over to the main part of the conversation so um i'm going to provide you the microphone um so we'll start with the first question here could you tell us a little bit about you and what inspired you to start the Instagram page called Amazing Anxiety? I love the title, uh, Amazing Anxiety. And could you tell us about how that title came to be? Yeah, of course. So what kind of triggered me starting the actual platform on Instagram um, was COVID. So I lost my job um, when COVID hit. I worked for a medical lab and they had to let go of their sales team um, because we weren't getting as much as we were from COVID. Um, so um, after I 
didn't really have a job kind of taking up the majority of my day. Um, and I was still battling with anxiety pretty badly. It's, it started, um, in 2014. So it was a long journey, <laughs> but I was pretty much on the, uh, I was on my healing path and, um, things were kind of falling into place with my healing and things were making more sense. Um, and so I was driving home one day and realized like, the reason I was given anxiety, it just kind of like popped in my head. The reason I was going through all of this, this long journey, this long stretched out thing. Cause a lot of times when you're going through it, you're like, why me? Why me? Why do I have this? Um, and it just popped in my head that I'm going through this to share it, my journey with other people to get through it faster. So they don't have to go through it so long. Like I did, um, because I have a voice and I can share it with people just like you're doing here on YouTube. I love it. Um, and so, um, it just kind of clicked and I was like, this is amazing. Like, that's just the word that came to me. Like, it's amazing that anxiety kind of brought my purpose out. Um, cause anxiety sucks. It's the worst thing. I would never wish it on anyone, the symptoms, the chronic part of it, the things it does to your body, the things it does to you mentally, like it's, it's the worst. And people are like, I've even gotten a message, like just straight up. Why is your name? Amazing anxiety. Anxiety is not amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, no, like it is once you get there. And once you can realize what, how, how it can make things more clear and how it, how amazing it can make you feel once you're on the other side, then it, it truly is just amazing. And so that's why it's called amazing anxiety. And that's kind of how my Instagram fell into place. Um, but I was battling for so long, um, since 2014 when I lost my roommate. Um, and so, yeah, it was just kind of, it kind of just all fell in place. It's weird how COVID did that to a lot of, a lot of things, I think. Yeah. Sorry, I had to unmute myself. Thank yeah, you're fine. You. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And Lindsay, um, you know, you mentioned that you have self-healed from anxiety, um, mm -hmm. GAD or the generalized anxiety disorder, um, panics, PTSD for both those that don't know, don't know post-traumatic stress disorder, yeah. and PDDR is depersonalization derealization disorder. If you don't mind, could you share with us how you healed from that? And, and became the anxiety mentor that you are today? Yeah, so at first I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know I had anxiety because I had never experienced any of these symptoms before. Like, yes, I've been nervous before. I was a dancer when I was younger, so I'd performed and you get, you know, you get the butterflies, you get the nerves, you get the jitter, like before a speech, you get that like sweaty nervousness, you feel a little like faint, but nothing, nothing like what I was experiencing after a trauma in my life. And I had lost my grandparents early in life, like I had mentioned earlier. So like I had experienced death in the family, but it was more so like losing someone that was sick and old. And so in my mind, it made sense. Um, maybe because in movies too, we see old people pass away. And so like things make sense to our brain when it's more familiar. And so my body, or I guess my mind has seen old people pass more. So, and so it just made more sense. And so when I lost my roommate who was so young, um, she was 
20. Um, and I, I mean, I lived with her, like we were the same age and all that stuff. So you're, you affiliate yourself with her and your mind, if it sees a trauma like that, it's like, that could have been you. And so there's a lot of, um, psychology with it that was going on in the background that I had no idea about. And I just woke up thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going crazy or what's going on with my mind? Like, why am I feeling this way? I've never felt like this. And so, um, it was just crazy. Like I had, I, I had to kind of wrap my, my mind around, like just kind of formulating what I was going through at first. Like, I think that's a hard part for a lot of people. And that's why a lot of people go undiagnosed or untreated, or they don't know where to start is because they don't even know how to like explain what they're going through because they've never had it before. Um, and no one's talked about it, but now that all of us are kind of talking about it more in the community, I think it's helping a lot, but, um, so I didn't know what it was. And so I went to my doctor on campus and, um, he was like, you know, it sounds like you're going through anxiety and he's the one that diagnosed me with GAD generalized anxiety disorder. Um, it just is like, you have, chronic anxiety, basically you're experiencing it every day, not just like once in a blue moon. Um, and so I was like, okay, cool. What do I do with that diagnosis? And he didn't mention anything like mindfulness, nothing. He, I mean, he mentioned therapy. Like he was like, you may want to look into therapy, but I live in a college town and therapists are booked in college towns. Like this was September and they couldn't see me till June. So I was like, okay, therapy's kind of out of it. And they didn't really have these online therapy things like they do now, which is amazing. Um, so he um, just was like medication because I was having extreme panic attacks. And I was like, I can't do this. Like if I go to class, I felt so overstimulized because my body was in flight or flight. I had all this adrenaline and then I'd go into an auditorium with 600 students. And of course I'm going to feel that their energy and I don't need that. And then, so then I'm thinking about those symptoms and then that causes me to panic. Um, but I didn't know that all of those things I was doing was making me panic. Um, that was kind of learned along the way. Um, but my doctor never told me any of that. He was just like, take your medication. Uh, it should help you. Um, and you know, if it doesn't like we can up your dose and, or change it. I know. Right. And so, um, but that's what happens to a lot of people. And you just, and you think I'll take this and it will cure whatever mess happened and then I'll get off and then we'll be back to normal. Like that's, I think what a lot of people think. Cause that's what I thought. I thought I'd take this pill. It would fix my brain back to normal. And then I'd get off and then I'm happy now. <laughs> but that's not, not what happens because when you're anxious, it eats up all your serotonin because you're constantly in fight or flight. Um, and so you have to turn that off. And if you're not doing mindfulness and you're not doing things to calm yourself down and you're not practicing that every day, it's going to stay turned on because you're, you're telling yourself you're in danger. And so it, it wants to protect you. Um, so it took a really long time to kind of realize that medication is not going to work. Like I was on medication for five years, just thinking it was doing its thing and all of that. But I got off of it because I was like, I feel fine now. Why am I taking this? I got off of it and it all came back. And I was like, oh, 
that was five years of being on something and thinking I was better now. And then now I'm off of it and it's all back. And so I was like, medication is not the, not the answer. It's not the cure. I was like, there has to be something because God did not put me on this planet to suffer and live like this every day. Like there's no way, there's no way he did not put us on here to have chronic panic attacks, to have anxiety every day, to not want to live, to want to sleep all day, to not have energy to shower. Like that's not normal. Like you you're going like there's a reason why you're here and that's anxiety is not the reason you just have to turn it off and you have to learn ways to do it so that's what catapulted me into kind of being my own advocate and yes I stayed on medication because it kept me level it kept my serotonin up because my body needed that it it was used to having that but I also learned natural ways to turn off my adrenaline, get that serotonin back up, um, with there's gut health, there's things you can eat, excuse me. There's, um, just like breathing exercises. Um, the vagus nerve exercise I have on my Instagram, um, there's where you can sit or lay on the ground and put your feet up the wall that turns off your, or that turns on your relax, um, mode. And so there's so many things you can do, but my doctor never told me any of these things. He just told me, take your medicine. You're good. He never told me like, you may feel depersonalized. You may feel out of your body and things that may help with that are stretching or this or that. So there's so many things I wish I could go back and change, but that's also why I'm here today and doing what I'm doing is just to hopefully get my tips and tricks out there and hopefully people are starting to try them because the people that do they message me and they're like thank you thank you they're like I I can't thank you enough (laughs) and yeah it's great I'm with you I'm with you Lindsay and that leads to our third question which is what are some of the tips what are some of the advice and grounding measures and tools uh, that one can utilize right now to address anxiety Um, Because as we know right now in in the time that we're in, a lot of folks are battling anxiety, battling stress, battling depression, where they they see no hope, where they're kind of sort of blind, right? Driving blind. And what would you tell them right now if they're with us uh, listening into this? Yeah, I just want you to know you're not alone, first of all. Literally so many people message me a day saying, the same thing and they just want to get out of it. And there is a way, I mean, it's just, you've been on this, this path for so long. It's hard to veer off. It's hard. And I know it is, but it's worth it. It's so worth it because if you keep going down the path you're doing right now and self-sabotaging and negative, negative self-talk and all of that, it's never going to change. So just small changes will make huge progress huge progress. If you don't feel it instantly, it's not because you're doing something wrong. Your brain takes 70 days to rewire itself. So every, every 70 days, whatever you're doing for two and a half or, you know, months, um, those habits 
are hardwired into your brain after every 70 days. So like for five years, I was doing all that negative self-talk anxiousness. That's why it took me a year to heal. It's not going to take a week, a month. Um, <clears throat> it's going to take a while, especially if you've had anxiety for a long time, your body's like, it's a, it's a habit. It's, it's become a habit. Um, so no, it's not going to be instantaneous, but there are things like breathing, um, square breathing is a really great one, um, where you breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out for four, hold for four. Um, so learning different breathing techniques, because that is the quickest way to calm your body down is breathing. Um, because that will tell your brain, I am safe. It's calm right now. And I don't need to be anxious. So if you ever are feeling panic and you can do it anywhere, obviously it's breathing. Um, and the vagus nerve uh, massage is a new one I really love. Yes, in the ear and it's discreet. Like I could be doing it right now and you would never know. <laughs> so like just learn little techniques that, that make you feel good, that make you feel comfortable. If you like journaling, if that helps you release, do journaling. If someone tells you to do something and you're like, no, I don't want to do that. That immediately turns you off. Don't do it. Um, I, I feel like, um, therapy when I did start doing it, it didn't work for me because they kept giving me homework. And I was like, I can't do homework on top of feeling exhausted and, and so anxious. And I was like, I don't have time to, to, to do this. Like I'm not doing that. And I'm still here healed and I'm still here today. So just because you don't want to do something your therapist does, doesn't mean you're not going to heal. Um, just do whatever makes you feel good. If breathe, breathing, certain breathing techniques make you feel good, do that. If you like guided meditations, do that. If you don't, then don't, but like, I encourage you to try and try it more than once try different people, try different apps, um, try different, um, you know, things, but also connect with a community because, um, being with other people that are struggling, I think is really encouraging because you know, you're not alone. And I know it feels so isolating because I lived with my boyfriend at the time. And I just felt like I was always the sad one and always the one like in bed and like, Debbie Downer all the time. And so I know what it feels like to just feel like no one else gets it. And like, you're just the one going through life like that. Um, so joining an online community, YouTube, Instagram, all those things have so many. And a lot of my um, followers comment and interact with each other on my posts, which I love and really highly encourage. So, and they lift each other up and it's amazing. So I think um, just getting involved in a community, but um, I think breathing is probably the number one thing if you want to calm yourself down, um, as well as just positive self-talk. You have to get that negative out. You have to block it out. You have to not believe those scary thoughts. You have to be your own cheerleader. That is like number one. You are your number one fan because you control your happiness. No one else does. You control it all. So um, just remembering that too like you have the control it's all in your control even though you feel so out of control of your life in your body and your mind you have that control it, anxiety is just covering it up so you have to, it it takes time but you'll dig it and you'll dig it away and then you'll find it 
and it feels really, really good. So, yeah. Well, thank you, Lindsay, for that, because I, I, it got me thinking. Um, there was a saying that someone once said that, why do we look externally to solve yeah. something internally, right? Um, so that definitely resonate with me. And I wanted to add, you know, to when you were talking about breathing exercises, when you're talking about different measures and different ways to calm mm -hmm. yourself down. So I've been doing a lot of things like meditation, breath work, and I find that if Folks listening to this talk right now, try, keep trying until you find something that clicks. Yeah. And when it does, it's so measurable in terms of say, you know, if anxiety lasts for a, a day, mm -hmm. doing these certain measures, check it out again. Maybe the next time it'll be less than a day, half a day, right? Measure it to see what these things can do. And then of course, 70 days, right? Neuroplasticity and as you were talking about, exactly. so that really, Yep, click with me. You were saying something? Go ahead, Lindsay. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying exactly like that. The neuroplasticity, you just have to keep going and um, just stick with it. Every time you get anxious, be like, okay, I'm anxious right now. We're going to do breathing. We're going to calm our body down. We're going to, we're going to talk ourselves up. We're going to tell ourselves we're safe. And that's another thing. It's just like teaching yourself again, that you're in control, not the anxiety. You are in control. And so that's, that's the most important thing. Thank you, Lindsay. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I want to tie the next question to that. And you know, the show is called Positive Leo. And so the first word positivity. Um, so what is your thought on positivity um, in, in your life? And how can it be channeled in a way where it can be an effective measure for anyone to, to cultivate happiness, to cultivate joy itself in that state? Yeah, I think positivity is the key to probably everything <laughs> like you can turn anything positive I heard the most probably impactful thing um when I was going through healing and it was this guy who was in the holocaust and he was in a concentration camp and he um he saw I mean the worst of the worst. And, um, he kept a positive mindset every single day, every, and that's the only thing that kept him alive. Everyone around him was falling like flies, but he was keeping a positive mindset. He would be, he would wake up and say, thank you for putting me here. Thank you for giving me this work to do. Thank you for doing, he was just so positive and probably the most negative environment you could ever be in and it's the only thing that kept him alive is having that positive mindset and so it's just so insane to me the impact of positivity and then another one that blew my mind was the rice experiment have you seen this um so it's um it's an experiment. You can look it up. It's just called the rice experiment, I believe. And, um, there's two containers of rice and this person just looks at it and thinks positively, like just, just looks, they don't even say anything. And they look at the other one and think negative thoughts and they cover them up, put them in the same exact spot. And after like a couple weeks, you go back, the positive one is completely white. The negative one is black just with thought, 
because your thoughts have power. And that is why anxiety is so hard to overcome is because these thoughts that you have all day long cycling through your mind, they're they're powerful. They're very powerful. And they're controlling your whole happiness, your whole life, literally your life. They're controlling your life. So it's everything. It's literally everything. Positivity, even if you're not speaking, speaking it is even more like speaking. It is like fire. (laughs) Like after watching that rice experiment, I'm like my words. Oh my goodness. (laughs) But, um, it's, it's everything. And so the fact that you're pushing positivity is, is the best because it's, it's literally the key to having a happy, fulfilled life. You have to be positive. If you're, if you're negative, you, you literally can make yourself sick, like physically ill. Um, I know people like that. They're just, they, they love staying in and it's, it's because being in a low state is addicting. It's just like, drugs, um, anything like that, being in that low victimized state, people like that. Um, for some reason they get attached to that. Um, but when you finally bring, get yourself out of that and get that positive positivity back in your life, exactly. It's so freeing and you feel like a feather. (laughs) It's, it's crazy. Um, even this morning, one of my friends was like, I have to drive today. And I'm like, no, you get to drive today. You get to drive two hours. Like you get to drive. That's awesome. Like you have the legs you have, you know, some people out there don't have, they can't drive themselves anywhere. They would kill to drive themselves somewhere. And you have that opportunity today. You just take it for granted because you can do that every day. So it's just flipping those perspectives. It's all about perspective um, and turning that perspective positive. And I know people are like, that's so annoying. You can't be happy all the time, but no, you can, you can, it's a choice. And I think it's a society thing. We've put this, like, it's cool to be mean. It's cool to be negative. It's cool Mm -hmm. to be sad. Like it's cool to be busy and like Mm -hmm. weird. Like it's, I I don't know. It's a weird thing, but I'm glad we're breaking that because I'm glad we're, we're moving towards like self help and positivity and all of that, because it it truly is mind blowingly amazing. (laughs) Like the power it has. No, absolutely. A hundred percent. And a lot of times when I, when I promote positivity, a lot of people say, Vin, you're not being realistic. You know, yeah. look at the situation. No, no, being positive, and, and I, I want to redefine it right now, is understanding the situation, knowing what's going on, and actually putting yourself in that positive, powerful mindset so that you, there's more opportunities to address the same problems that happens. Because a lot of times, people do the same thing to a problem, expecting a different result. It never does. But being positive gives you another shot. It doesn't guarantee that you will get a, a trillion dollars or all the things that you ever want, but it puts you in this feel good vibe zone that can make those things that, you know, happen. So thank you for just adding on that. I just wanted to add that little two cent on there. Um, now, <laughs> jumping on to the other question Z, is what keeps you motivated huh? and uplifted every day to do what you do? Can you kind of add that in? And also what is your message to the world, you know, as they're listening in? Yeah. Um, so when I saw this question, I was like, 
you know, what keeps me motivated? Why, why do I do this? Like it, it is hard. I don't make money off of my posts. Like it's, it's, you have to be creative. It's hard. Um, but it's because I know what it's like to feel like I just want to die. Honestly, like I know what it feels like to just want to give up on life and to just want to end it. And it's so sad because this life is so amazing. Like if you realize like how truly a gift it is that you are a human being and that you have the ability to change like and impact our world, like you could have been a blade of grass. You could have been a rock. You could have been a tree. But no, you're not. You have the ability to move. You have the ability to talk, speak, grow, learn, change, all of the above. So there's meaning behind that. And that's what I want people to just remember is that, you know, you have a purpose. Even though you may feel like you don't know what it is or you don't have one or you, you're just so lost or you just want to give up on life. There's a reason, a specific reason why you are here. Not everyone gets that beautiful gift. Um, conceiving a baby is very, very hard. <laughs> it's not, it's not just like everyone's just popping out babies all the time. Trust me. I have all my friends are like trying to have babies right now and things are not, you know, not always the best. And so, you know, it's a gift to be here. It is a precious gift to be here and you have a purpose and you have a reason why you're here and you can create whatever you want to create. Um, it's, it's all open to you and what you want to do. And it's the only thing holding you back is yourself. So, yeah. No, well, thank you. Thank you on that. And, um, the next question, we got two more questions left yeah. and, um, I know there's always challenges that happens every day, you know, testing us, pushing us back. Right not allowing us to, to, to do what you mentioned and, yeah. and find our existence and find our purpose. So kind of, in a sense, what do you do in a typical day to cultivate that purpose that you, you know, that you're doing through amazing um, anxiety and keeps you grounded in control and happy, you know, as you are? Yeah. Um, I think what's really helped me is my relationship with God. Um, I, my faith really helped me um, kind of stay grounded and, and, and know my purpose and know that if I fall back, I have someone, um, you know, I can fall on to and cling to and, and get through. I know not everyone is religious, but if you have something like that, um, that you can cling to something that's always going to be consistent in your life. That's, and I, and I had wavering faith along my journey. Um, but that's the only thing that was consistent. And that's what I noticed is like, even through the darkest of my days and the highest of my days, I always had Jesus the whole time. He was always there. And so that's really the only thing consistent in my whole life since I was a baby to today um, is having him there. And so that really helped me and kind of helped me realize that. Um, but other things is just like we talked about before, is just learning what grounding techniques you like. I love breathing techniques. Um, but also just being your own advocate, I think also helps like learning, learn about your body, learn about anatomy. Don't be scared to learn and dig into research. Um, that's what keeps me going too, is just learning. Um, I like to, 
learn and keep up to date. Like there's so much coming out about the vagus nerve right now. And like, so I'm just learning about that and like just other ways to heal and make yourself feel better. Um, there's always new things, new ways. And so just learning. Yeah. Thank you, Lindsay. And how can people get in contact with you, Lindsay? Is it through the amazing anxiety uh, Instagram page? Is there another way to get in contact with you? You have a website or? Yeah. yeah. So I have amazinganxiety.com. Um, you can, I, I believe there's like a message me little link there if you want, or you can DM me on Instagram, which is amazing.anxiety um, through DMs or my emails on there as well on my Instagram, which is amazinganxiety at Yahoo. Um, if you want to email, and then I also have a jot form on my link tree on the Instagram. So if you go to my Instagram and you click on the little link, um, there's a jot form and it's like, work with me. If you wanted to schedule like calls, or if you want someone to just talk to about your anxiety, but you don't want a therapist, I have a couple clients. I do that with, um, some just want me to talk to them like a friend. And then others, I give them like little anxiety tips and like we go through breathing and other exercises like that. So, um, just open and that's through drop form. So if you want to work with me, you can do that. Um, and then my essential oils line I do have for anxiety. Um, that's on my Instagram as well, or you can DM me, but those are amazing. I love my anxiety roller balls. It's just another great way to cope and get those senses engaged and right. do aromatherapy. I love it. So I'm with you and I'll definitely take the, uh, uh, the links and put it in the description in the video. Awesome. Thank you. Um, and definitely I want to take this time uh, to thank you, Lindsay, uh, for taking the time to come and share your thoughts and stories. Um, and I'm sure the viewers listening right now have taken some tips and advice that they can apply to their life um, to really minimize uh, anxiety and take control of their life and find that purpose you're talking about. So okay. truly appreciate you. Happy Friday to everyone listening in this and wish y'all a beautiful, wonderful weekend. Thank you again, Lindsay. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. <laughs> Thank you.